Hello, friends, and happy new year. Welcome to Offbeat Grad. My name is Sam. Um, I'm recording this on Thursday again, which was an accident because yesterday I was working late because your girl stayed out for New Year's till like 3 a.m. And then I had to sleep and then I woke up early and I was like, I'm fine. And then I fell asleep because who would do that? And then it spiraled. I started working at like 3.30 um, and then I went on working until like 8.30 and I was like, I gotta stop. So I stopped and then I was taking a shower. I love this play-by-play. -play. I was taking a shower at like 10 and it just occurred to me that I hadn't recorded this podcast and I was like, oh my god. And now I'm recording it on Thursday. So here we are. Um, I love this. Happy New Year. I hope you all have had a great one day start to your new year. I just bought a planner so my life feels like it's together, but also everything's crumbling around me. So anyway, I wanted to talk a bit about the trends that we are likely to see in 2020 about blogging and freelancing. I guess they all really overlap. I made a video, a video, y'all. I made a podcast episode about this last year. And it went pretty well. I got a lot of good feedback and everything I talked about was pretty relevant. So I wanted to talk about new things that I think are happening and that are like definitely happening. And we'll get into that. But before we do, I want to say that there will be another update about the California freelancer law. My dog just sneezed in the background. You're welcome. Because um, there's some new updates and I've been following this. As y'all know, it's becoming some kind of regular segment here. Um, I love that. I think it's really interesting. It's actually in effect now as of yesterday, um, if I mean Wednesday the 1st, and that's crazy and it's interesting and it's already chaotic and I love that the lawmakers are being challenged. But anyway, before we get to that, I want to talk about my goals personally that nobody cares about. See how I'm sneaking them in first so you have to hear them. So my goals um, for my blog, at least, um, is to post once a month on both blogs. You're probably thinking, that's literally never. And that's because I post literally never. So uh, that would be a great improvement. But it's been really hard for me to post regularly recently um, since I've had a lot of fluctuation with new clients. And so I've been figuring out how that like time works for me. And it's becoming more normal now, like the new client situation. So I'm starting to carve out like time for my own stuff, which I couldn't do for a little while because I didn't know how to schedule myself. But now I do. So we're doing better. Um, but I, it definitely won't be this week. And then I'm traveling next week. So uh, maybe the week after that, um, fingers crossed. My next goal is related to money. Um, I had a money episode a few weeks ago, and I also want to have a more in-depth money episode soon. Um, but in the meantime, I talked about how I had my highest growthing, grossing month yet. I made over $6,000, and that was true. It did happen um, as of a few days ago. And speaking of that, I have to pay taxes. Please send help. Um, it's tax season. Um, you have to pay your last quarter's taxes like in the first two weeks of the next year. So panicking about that. But anyway, um, I, I surpassed that goal. And my next goal is to have a month where I make over $7,000. And I think it might happen this month, but I don't know that for sure because I'm afraid of my bank account. Um, <laughs> she's a scary lady. And so I need to really think about that. But that is one of my goals for this year. If it doesn't happen this month, I want it to happen another month. Um, and then all of my other goals are more focused on 
um, my personal finances. And then, because you know, it's the year of retirement savings for me. And also, I have a lot of personal things that I'm not ready to announce yet that I am saving for. But if you know me, you know what they are. But in the meantime, I don't know why I'm saying in the meantime. This is the actual point of this podcast. Let's talk about those trends. So the biggest trend is that the gig economy, quote unquote, is here to stay. I don't like the word gig economy. I get where it comes from. I get it. But at the same time, I feel like that devalues it, if that makes sense, you know, because I think for me, it's my full time job. Like it's not just like a fun gig. And a lot of the clients and projects I work on are long term. So it's not really just like, oh, I did this and now I'm, I'm done with that for like months. No, I work on long term stuff. Usually I occasionally will do one off stuff, but it's clearly not the goal because I need stability. So I don't like the term gig economy, but we're in it. And this year, over 40% of the U.S. workers are expected to be independent contractors. And that's cool as heck. And also scary. So let's see. (laughs) I hope they're not in California. But let's see what that means Um, long term. I don't know. But that's where we're at. So the rest of my trends are more related to blogging and just like digital marketing in general. But of course, there's a lot of overlap. So the first thing that really surprised me is that you know how I'm always like long term content, like content is king. I'm honestly, I hate that phrase now. It makes me vomit in my mouth. But snippet reads are now becoming the next big thing. So while it's true that long form, like really long blog posts are powerful and super important and they're not going anywhere, snippet reads are also becoming a thing. So a snippet read is like a mini blog post. So it's between 300 and 1,000 words. They're like really quick to the point. They're really great for sharing on social media because people can just click and then they get the stuff they read and that's convenient. And I think it's just sort of a reflection of how people are turning to like the um, a more fast paced, like constantly consuming content culture and how they might not necessarily want a long form blog post, especially in certain niches. I could see this being more applicable in some circumstances than others, but I like this idea. Um, I know that on my travel blog, I occasionally will write shorter posts sort of in this format um, because if you're looking for travel advice, you might not (laughs) be looking to sit down for a 2000 word read. Depending on the post, you might actually just want this one question answered really fast. And it's a great way to do that. And they they don't do that bad on social media. They're not really, I mean, on Google, it's not really made for um, search engines. It's more of a thing you do to help your readers. So fun balance there. The next fun trend is high frequency of posts. So I'm not going to say quantity or quality, but I'm sort of saying it. So what I mean is more posts is better. And I think that's true. I've said before how it's easier to get five hits on 100 blog posts than it is to get a thousand hits on like three blog posts. And that is so true. And (laughs) I hate that that's true. Um... It's really hard to write that much, but I know that it works. I know that it works because I work, my new biggest client is um, a big business that is investing so much money in content. And at first glance, I was like, this is a ridiculous amount of content. And it's not crappy content either. It's like 2000 words and like really in depth and good. And I was like, they're throwing some money down the toilet, but they're not because I've seen in the, the few months I've worked for them, 
how much of an impact it has made in their overall search engine presence. Like when I first started publishing with them, um, they weren't getting the big search engine results. Like there were a lot of really big companies that were just overpowering them. And now they're up there. They're like in the, they're in the running. And I was like, whoa, um, <laughs> I wish I had time to devote to my own projects like this. But um, it's just really true. So if you're able to publish more frequency, it will form frequently it will only help you. And going along with that, outsourcing writers is more common than ever. And I don't just mean outsourcing for like big companies where that's sort of always been true, but I mean that even bloggers and like smaller publishers are outsourcing this work. And I am team outsourcing. Like I would hire you in two seconds if you wanted to write for my blog and you also could work in my tiny budget because I think um, it's, it's just impossible to get a high frequency of posts without help. And I know that some of my blogger friends uh, who even have like quote unquote like small to mid-sized blogs have invested in um, paying for blog posts that are like guest written. I'm not saying they're like ghost writing, although I do that too and I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Um, but posts that are written by someone else like for their blog and that are really high quality. And I think that is an excellent way to reach that high frequency and also to just get like more perspectives on your blog. Um, I think naturally as your blog will start to grow, you need to bring in a more rounded perspective just for fun, you know, keep it fresh, <laughs> I guess. Um, but outsourcing writers is a big thing. So if you want to be a freelance writer, it's a good time to do it. But also if you're a blogger and you're considering accepting guest posts or just like inviting others to write for you, whatever, whatever, like this is a great thing to do. And I think you definitely should Next is the biggest thing of all. Um, I just threw it in the middle here. It's video. Oh my God, video. I said this in my last episode about this literally a year ago and it's still true. Um, I spend so much time on YouTube. I don't know why I pay for streaming services. I really don't. Um, I love YouTube. I think it, it has so many resources and I love, I love it. I use it 100% of the time when I work. Um, I'm really into like <laughs> listening to ambient sounds and like work with me videos and study with me videos, even though I'm not even in school. I love um, like the helpful lifestyle content. I love the book content. I love the travel content. I cannot get enough of it. I don't know. I don't, I bleh, I can't even speak about it because I, I just love YouTube. I will play it when I'm doing anything. Like when I'm cooking dinner, I got YouTube on. When I'm doing a workout, I'm watching YouTube. When I am taking a shower, you bet it. You, you better bet it's on. Um, so that's my life. But I do think video is so important in this way. It's just a new way to reach your users, especially if you're talking to like a younger audience. I feel like teens, 20-somethings, even 30-somethings, they're on there watching videos. And if you're not making videos, you're not being seen. And making videos is another one of my goals for this year. And I'm thinking about it. I'm like building up the courage. Y'all know how I don't like to show myself on camera, but I'm trying to get over it. So we'll see if I do. Next, social media stories. And this goes along with video because I think they, they overlap. But um, if you're like me, when you're on Instagram, you don't even look at the feed anymore. I mean, I look at it, but minimal, minimal time. It's all about the stories. I am always up in those stories. I love watching people's stories. I feel like they're so much more personal. They're less filtered. 
they're more fun and exciting and interesting and I'm always interested in what other people are doing because I'm nosy and I think it is just really <laughs> a nice new way to communicate. But the issue with this is now it's like creating a big pivot for bloggers and freelancers and business owners, whereas there was so much emphasis on like curating your feed and now suddenly that doesn't matter so much. And what matters is presenting yourself constantly on Instagram stories. And who has time for that? Like, I know that I don't. So I get overwhelmed by this, but hopefully we can navigate it together. Um, I don't know. But I, I know that social media stories are where it is at. Next, browser push notifications. So I actually hate these. I think they're a nuisance. I think they are the bubonic plague of, like, our time. So what I mean by push notification is when you go on a website and they're like, click allow to like get our notifications and you're like, please stop. And then you accidentally click allow and you're like, oh no, my life is ruined. And suddenly you start getting notifications when there's a new post or like a random update and you're like, please stop. Um, that's a push notification. So I didn't know how powerful these were because I hate them. But apparently they're better than email, so <laughs> you get a better response rate from them than you do from emails, which I can see. They're still new and fresh, and people, I guess, click on them? I don't know. I don't, so I can't relate, but it's interesting. I don't know. I don't know. I don't like them. That's all I have to say about it. But I can see why it would be useful. Next is interactive content. So what I mean by this is like the straightforward written blog posts in the past are like too one-dimensional. I think we're evolving. People want videos. They want interactive quizzes. They want a digital calculator. They want free downloads. They want this, this, that. Boom, boom, ba. Like, that's my song. They want more to do. They want to interact in a new way. And I think it's cool. And I also don't have time for it. But I really like the blog posts that seem to push the boundaries on like interactive, whether it's just like a quiz or like a fun little, I don't know, someone reading the post so you can listen to them reading it. I don't know. Just do something different is what I'm saying. <laughs> different is good. Next, there's new niches. This is great because I feel like the same three niches have been thrown around too much and I'm tired of lifestyle content. So I think this is a really interesting thing. I only found out about this. I mean, just look around you, but also I found out about this because my new client is in probably the weirdest niche ever. I'm not even ready to talk about it yet, but it is, it's basically, I'm, I'm writing for the death industry. Make of that what you will. I don't want to, <laughs> I don't know how else to explain it um, without like giving too much away. But um, yeah, that's a new niche. So there's a lot of new ways to market yourself nowadays as a freelancer or a blogger, and I think it's just people are being resourceful and they're pushing through that noise, and I am proud of them. So good job if you're one of those people. Next is, this goes along with new niches, but insta-blogging. So I have seen this so much in the past six months, and I think it's going to be the thing in 2020. And what I mean by insta-blogging is like bloggers, quote-unquote, who don't have blogs, <laughs> which sounds weird, but they, they publish primarily on Instagram or social media or whatever. Um, I've seen this for a long time on YouTube where they only have YouTube content and they're like, I'm a blogger, but like really a vlogger. Or, I don't know. I'm old. 
But basically, that has always been a thing on YouTube where they make YouTube content and that's like their home. But now people are making Instagram their home and that is whack, y'all. I don't know. I, I mean, I think that's crazy. Um, just like bloggers of all different kinds of bloggers, like DIY, lifestyle, parenting, etc., um, are just like making a home on Instagram and they might have a blog or they might have literally no blog and they just post on Instagram and they swipe up, swipe up for more. Um, that kind of thing, and I think that's interesting. I don't know how I feel about it. Um, you know I love stories, so I do like being able to browse through Instagram stories. I don't know about the long-term monetization options beyond just like influencer marketing um, and affiliate marketing. It's not like something you can put ads on or something that is really that sustainable, but I don't know. I don't know. You know what? I'm open-minded. Um, I wish I only had to post on Instagram. That's all I have to say. Finally, the last thing I wanted to touch on is online security, which is always important. I write about cybersecurity all the time for one of my clients, and I know how important it is because crazy stuff is happening. Um, basically, your website needs to be secure. If you're a freelancer, you should learn about like protecting your information online, protecting your information when working with clients. Um, it's just a little bit scary out there how much, <laughs> how many scams there are and how easy it is to like lose your information. Basically, the world is a scary place, and learning a bit about cybersecurity, online safety, etc., um, is always a good idea, and it's really a good idea right now. So that sums up all of my trends. So I wanted to leave you with like your priorities. What should you take away from this? Like you heard all this crazy stuff. What should you actually do? So you can do any of them or all of them. But the ones I would emphasize are online security, first and foremost, um, video content. So whether you start making YouTube videos, you make videos for your blog, they don't even have to be fancy videos. You can literally make a slideshow or a PowerPoint presentation. I don't care. You can use your cell phone. You can use your tripod. You can use a Nokia. I don't care. Use whatever you can find. They don't have to be fancy, super styled, like edited out the yin yang videos. They can be very simple and straightforward. And I think that's sort of the great part about video content. Next, Instagram stories and other like story content. I think if you're going to focus on social media, you need to focus on stories more than you focus on the feed, which is whack, but it's the case. And I'm sorry. And then last but not least, you should really ramp up your content production. So whatever that means to you, maybe you publish an extra blog a month, you focus on the snippet blogs or the mini blogs, or you try to do some kind of combination, um, or maybe you outsource, etc. I think all of these are great ways to really just like tackle 2020. Let that be your motto. So last but not least, let's talk about the California freelancer law. I'm obsessed with it. So basically the biggest news, which is really exciting, other than that it just went into effect, is that both Uber and Postmates filed a lawsuit in federal court in California to block the law, but only against them. So what they're saying is like, this law doesn't work for us, which it doesn't. Who is going to Postmate now? Um, it's going to be an issue. So uh -huh. they're trying to make that not apply to them, but the issue is it will apply to everyone else. So I don't know how that would work if they have a law that's just like, oh, Uber and Postmates is exempt, but everyone else is not. Like, how? How? I just need to know. Uh, I don't understand it all. So that's really interesting, but it's all over the New York Times. I'm really interested 
Um, people are protesting. I think it's pretty crazy. So basically, under this new proposed thing, they're like, hey, okay, hello, New York Times just was like, you cannot read this. But anyway, <laughs> what they are saying is that um, the Uber, Lyft, etc. are going to have to classify these drivers as like a certain type of contractor under this law. Um, and I think they're going to have to give them more protections. And then they're able to continue on as they are. I don't know about this, but I have seen a lot of freelancers already say, especially freelance writers, that um, they're having a hard time finding clients because of this status. A lot of companies now aren't willing to work with freelancers in California, and that's really upsetting to me, even though I don't live in California, because that sucks. If I lived in California, I would have to move, and that would be really annoying, and I don't, I don't understand why this is happening. And I'm really nervous that it's going to spread. So hopefully the protesting works. Hopefully whatever Uber's trying to do brings about some kind of change. I'm not sure. I'm not a lawyer. But it is interesting. And I definitely recommend following along if you haven't been already. Because it's really important to everyone who works online. And that's my moral of the day. So anyway, have a happy new year. Have a productive week. And I'll see you later. Bye. <laughs>